Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. My name is Allison Ansero, and I am the Senior Editor of the American Journal of Managed Care. Today, I am here in our studios talking with Dr. Human Azmi, the Director of the Division of Movement Disorders at Hackensack University Medical Center, about the care of patients with Parkinson's disease when they are in the hospital. Patients with Parkinson's disease, like anyone else, may go to the hospital for a variety of reasons, such as elective surgery or for other illnesses. But unlike anyone else, their disease requires a highly specific regimen to stay as healthy as possible in the face of this chronic, progressive, incurable disease. So Dr. Osme, welcome to our studios. Thank you. Glad to be here. Why don't you start out by telling me a little bit about yourself and why you co-authored this book along with Dr. Fiona Gupta that's here in front of us called Parkinson's Disease for the Hospitalist, Managing the Care of a Complex Population. Sure. So I'm, I'm a neurosurgeon, uh, and my training is in the surgical treatment of movement disorders, in particular Parkinson's disease. And over the years, during training and beyond, one glaring void that I noticed was the lack of, of uh, knowledge about care of these patients and how we would do a great successful surgery and because the medications were mismanaged postoperatively, patients would remain in the hospital for a longer period of time. And uh, so over, uh, as soon as I started my practice and uh, started working at Hackensack University Medical Center, we, we started to put in protocols to uh, to help reduce the risk of this happening. And, uh, and over the years, these efforts culminated in, in, into uh, a very comprehensive protocol at the hospital. And then we put our, our uh, efforts into a book to, to educate uh, caretakers, uh, hospitalists, or other healthcare providers to better care for, these, uh, for this group of uh, patients. Why is it so important to stick to a medication protocol when a patient with Parkinson is hospitalized? In other words, what is unique about the medications used uh, to treat Parkinson? To answer that, I, I will take a, a, a little bit to explain the symptoms of Parkinson's because it's very important to know that. So patients with Parkinson's have both motor and non-motor symptoms. And the motor symptoms are symptoms that we can we can see or examine. For example, they have they can have tremor. Not all of them have tremor, but they can have tremor. They can develop rigidity, st- stiffness. They can develop something called bradykinesia. Their gait and balance uh, uh, are affected. And over time, these can become more pronounced. The job of of the doctor, a movement disorder specialist that takes care of these patients, is to put together the best medication regimen that keeps these patients uh, from having these symptoms. Often over time, patients' response to medication becomes unpredictable and the medications can stop working, and the patients start to cycle uh, in something called motor fluctuations, where they're on, meaning the medication is working and they're, they're more fluid and they don't have the, the rigidity, and they can turn off and the symptoms come out, and the, it's as if the medication is not working. So the day becomes these cycles of on and off, and on top of it, they can have some side effects from the medications even when they're on. So the management becomes becomes very, very complicated, and it takes a lot of time between the outpatient, the movement disorder neurologist, and the patient to 
fine-tune this medication and off uh, these medications and often they're taking the medication you know every three hours every two hours sometimes unfortunately around the clock over overnight and the whole goal is to keep them from having the uh, as little motor fluctuations as, as possible so they have crazy regimens like 6 15 in the morning they start and every three hours from that they, they they take or every two hours from that they take their medication and as you can imagine when someone like this comes to the hospital hospital for a non-Parkinson's related reason, it's very easy to screw that up. It's very easy to mismanage that. We don't function like that in the hospital. And, and these patients end up having complications, as we, we talked about before. They can have uh, falls. They can become confused. Their symptoms can, can worsen. And it, it ends up increasing their hospital risks. I imagine when those things happen, hospital staff might confuse those symptoms for completely different illnesses or complications, and then it gets worse. That is so true, and unfortunately, it happens very often. By the time that people figure out what's happened, sometimes it's too late. And it really behooves us as healthcare providers to, to really pay attention to this special group of patients. So in your book, you illustrated the challenges of hospitalizations in the cases of George and Gloria, two examples based on real-life patients. Do you want to talk a little bit about those scenarios and what happens when protocols aren't followed? That happens, unfortunately, to uh, many, many more patients. And it's, it's a, you know, in general, stories of people coming into the hospital for non-Parkinson's-related reasons. So we had, you know, one patient came in with shortness of breath with a pneumonia, and the tension goes to shortness of breath. The patient comes to the emergency room, the tension goes to the shortness of breath. We get this test, we get that test, and the Parkinson's kind of goes to the backside and nobody really pays attention to it. And nobody really asks the patient, she's short of breath, the husband's upset and certainly forgets to tell people exactly how the medication should be given. And by the time that the patient uh, is admitted, hours have gone by, sometimes days have gone by where the patient has not gotten their medicine so that now they're more stiff, they're, they're confused, they're, they may not be able to swallow, and the respiratory problem can, can get worse. And, and God forbid they, they have to be put on a breathing tube, get intubated, their NPO, they're not given their medication. So as you can imagine, this becomes, uh, you know, from something that was easily addressable to a potential disaster. You know, that patient not getting their Parkinson's medications for four or five days equals them not being able to come off of the ventilator. You know, so prolongs the ventilation, prolongs the, the patient may need to get a tracheostomy because it, it's so prolonged. And so it really behooves us when we see patients that have Parkinson's disease, regardless of why they're coming to the hospital, for, for the alarms to go up, okay, what time are they getting their medicine, making sure they're, get, they're getting their medicine on time. And it really, we need to do a paradigm shift in how we deal with these patients because it is a big problem in, in, in our uh, healthcare system. Are there any checklists available or tools that, say, an emergency physician would use or knows about if someone is coming into the emergency room for something that's not disease-related? So the Parkinson's Foundation has put out an excellent kit 
you know, one of their campaigns is really to address this issue. So they put out a kit called Aware and Care Kit, and it is available for anyone with Parkinson's disease for free. They can just you know, either email or write to the website and they get it. And in this kit includes a lot of the things we talked about. First of all, it includes a, a list of medications. So the patient will fill out their medicines, the, the exact dosage, exact time. And, and they're supposed to check this with their physician when they're not uh, ill and going to the hospital. So this is an updated list and they don't have to do it when they're, they're uh, in, you know, in, in stress going to the hospital. Also in, in the kit, there's a list of, uh, for information for the healthcare providers about Parkinson's disease, the symptoms of Parkinson's disease, what are the medications for Parkinson's disease, and, and more importantly, what are, are contraindicated medications for Parkinson's disease. And it, it is a bag, so the patients are encouraged to actually bring their medicine in the original bottles to the hospital. So the, this effort, hopefully over time, will inform the hospital healthcare uh, providers to look for the uh, uh, proper dosing of the medication and, and enter that into the system. Do you want to talk a little bit about the specific challenges with electronic medical records that hospitals use and what issues that poses for patients? Absolutely. So there's several issues. I, I, let's focus mostly on the medications, and I think it's very important. So often, Electronic health medical records, which are actually are, are great, um, I think, as, as a rule, but there are uh, issues with it. And one of the issues is that, uh, for example, with the Parkinson's medication, there are defaults set into the system, both in terms of timing and also in terms of, of dosing that may not be specific to each patient. Uh, if if I didn't know this about Parkinson's disease and a patient was coming in, I'm an emergency room physician or I'm a surgeon that, you know, operate on somebody's knee and I'm trying to put the, the medications in, uh, it is very easy to just select the default. And, well, you know, Mrs. Smith takes her medication, you know, six times a day. So I put it six times a day and the hospital default comes in. And often, unfortunately, as most hospitals don't carry all of the Parkinson's medications, the EMR system system suggests an alternative. And it is really a problem if we do that, because it, it has been shown that that is, uh, it, it impacts the patients negatively. So as you can imagine, in those two small circumstances, we could totally affect the care of that patient and this, you know, unleash this, this vicious cycle of problems in the hospital. In your book, when you talk about the best practices for patients with Parkinson's, you mentioned that your hospital, Hackensack Meridian, at the time, I guess you were writing the book, was in the process of implementing the recommendations. And I recently read that the hospital was accredited as the first hospital in the country to receive certification for management of Parkinson's disease uh, by the Joint Commission. Do you want to talk a little bit about how that is going and what kind of education hospital staff members had to receive? Absolutely. I th we're very proud of that. And it's been an absolute team effort from all aspects. The, the problem is that patients with Parkinson's enter the hospital from, from either the emergency room for elective surgery, for tests, and so forth. 
and they don't really have a tag on them that says, I have Parkinson's disease. You know, the majority of these patients, over 85% of them come for non-Parkinson's related reasons. They come for elective surgery, pneumonias, heart attacks, whatever we go to the hospital for, they go to the hospital for. They just happen to have Parkinson's disease. Some disorders, it's easier, for example, we can put all of uh, patients that have had MIs in one area. We can have all the patients that have had joint surgeries in one area, and we can address that one area with education, with you know protocols and so forth. Parkinson's patients go all, all over the hospital. Some come in for pneumonias, some come in for elective surgery. So it has to be a global effort. And, it, it, and the team that has been part of this has been instrumental and they come from all aspects of the hospital, from uh, administration, nursing, education, emergency room, operating room. So, so it, it has been a, a really a labor of love that has taken several years, but we're very proud of it. And we, we believe that we're offering uh, very, very good care to any patient that has Parkinson's disease that comes to the hospital. I, I can elaborate on it more if you like. Sure. Uh, so part of the issue is availability of medicine. Uh, th these medications are expensive. And in general, compared to other disorders, the number of patients that come through the hospital with Parkinson's disease may, may not be that much. Thousands, hundreds of thousands of patients come through the hospital, the hospital systems annually. A small portion of this, uh, these, uh, this group has uh, Parkinson's disease to put so much effort economically and, and otherwise into this small group of patients is difficult, but it still behooves, behooves us to do so because we're offering better care. We, we owe it to patients to do that. So the challenges which we have overcome have been availability of medications. We, we have almost all of these medications on formulary now, and we owe it to the pharmacy administration and to the, to, to the hospital for an upfront cost for them. In the end, the length of stay is decreased, the complications are decreased, so it pays off to do that, but the vision has to be there. The other things that we have been able to accomplish, which is really critical, is identification of patients. When patients come in with Parkinson's disease, when we open the EMR, it's a tag there. Somebody that's caring for that patient when they go into their chart knows that this patient has a Parkinson's disease, and there is a slew of educational protocols that ha we have done that are linked to that diagnosis, and there are care plans that are linked to that diagnosis that makes it easy for, easy for the nurses to know, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. And, and it's been really an effort from all parts of the hospital to develop uh, champions in Parkinson's disease, people that are, that are the local uh, expert for Parkinson's for each floor, for each unit. And uh, so it's a culmination of, of years of work of, of many, many people to get to that point. That's fantastic. And I know Hackensack Meridian has been expanding throughout New Jersey. So is that the same process, say, that's happening in a hospital in Edison, New Jersey, or elsewhere around the state? So, so our goal is to, to do that. One of the positive things about uh, networks of hospitals developing is that good protocols can be disseminated easier. Right. Uh, and our whole, we have some great partners across the network, uh, and our goal is to roll this out across the network. So hopefully across 17 hospitals, we would be able to provide really exceptional care for the Parkinson's population. And so within the EMR, it's easy for the doctors at your hospital to customize the profile to the patient that's in front of them, or easier? 
It is easier. It right. is, there's still challenges, but it is easier. So another thing we've done with the EMR is when someone selects a Parkinson's medication, in, instead of BID or TID coming up as default, custom comes up as default. Mm-hmm. The other ones are showing up right now. Our goal is to eliminate all of them. I mean, people can select them, but it'll be a little bit harder. They're, they're, we want to have their only choice being a custom choice. Uh, and that's helped. We, we see incremental improvement in ordering these medications in, in a customized fashion. Another thing we have done is uh, with patients that have Parkinson's disease that come through the same-day surgery, the elective surgery area, the, when, when pa- the patient's identified, there is a, a printout that goes into their chart that says this patient has Parkinson's disease. Here are the medications that, that are needed for Parkinson's disease. Here are the contraindicated medications for Parkinson's disease. So everybody sees that from anesthesia over to the recovery area and beyond. And that has also helped uh, limit uh, some of these errors in, in medication administration. What about the physical environment of a hospital, say, for sleeping? You wrote about that in your book. Is that a different challenge? It absolutely is a different challenge. We have to try to observe that. I mean, we live in, in not in a bubble. Unfortunately, there is so much happening in the hospital. And that goes for any patient. Providing a safe, quiet environment is critical. One of the things that, again, in terms of leadership in the hospital, and this is unrelated to the Parkinson's patients, one of the things that they, they have done at Hackensack Medical Center is eliminate non-urgent overhead pages. And this has dramatically reduced the the noise in the hospital. If you can, if you've ever been in the hospital, Doctor So So gets called here. Doctor So So gets called to the you know transport this that, and this just noise in the hospital. Right. And they have eliminated that, and and then it really has made a difference. Being clever and being cognizant of those issues goes a long way, not just for Parkinson's patients, but for for all of our patients. Has anyone put a number on this that you've seen about what avoidable Parkinson complications cost? I've personally not seen uh, any numbers associated with it, but it's it's not difficult to extrapolate. You know, there are their length of stay uh, is almost double when someone has has a Parkinson's disease, or at least seventy five percent more. And depending on the diagnosis, depending on the hospital setting, that can be easily calculated. So it is a, a number that can be you know, figured out. Do you have any advice to improve communication between caregivers and hospital staff? I, I think it's a general advice that we have to be patient-centered, and we can't conform the patient to the hospital. The hospital has to conform to the patient. And that is of all patients, not just Parkinson's patients. You know, There are many patients that have very, very special needs that uh, it's just foreign to the hospital. You know, Cancer patients, transplant patients, Parkinson's patients. We have to be patient-centered. And I think uh, over time, I'm very happy to see that is happening more and more across hospital networks and across hospitals and, and in, uh, in healthcare providers. Is there anything else you want to say about this topic or your book? 
I, I'm very happy that there's interest in this because it, it is a problem. I encourage people to learn about Parkinson's disease. Anyone that is in the hospital that comes across, comes across patients should learn a little bit about Parkinson's disease because invariably they're going to come across a patient. And it's good to know the importance of care for this group of patients. Well, thank you so much for taking a trip to visit us today. We know that this is a really important topic and we appreciate your time. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. To learn more about Parkinson's disease, visit AJMC.com or see the show notes. To get in touch with us, email info at AJMC.com or follow us on Twitter at AJMC underscore journal. And if you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate us.